Hey, welcome. It is uh, 1107. Glad to have you with us. Jennifer Bukowski is our guest. Uh, we were talking about uh, DeSantis and how he uh, peed off the folks at uh, Joy Reid's uh, blog uh, and uh, with his comment about third world cities. And at the same time, what's going on with St. Louis police? Oh, I was, I included that because it just shows like how this understaffing issue is so rampant. St. Louis police departments are all struggling to fill openings. This year, the St. Louis County Police Department reported 31 new hires, 85 job openings, and 65 veteran officers leaving. And the St. Louis City Police Department has 71 new hires, 165 openings, and 138 veteran officers leaving. I've also heard here locally in Columbia that they're having difficulty filling openings at the Columbia Police Department. So I think at a time when, you know, it's so hard to get people to fill these important police officer jobs, it was smart of uh, DeSantis to reach out and say, please come on down to Florida. You're welcome here. Because well, we've, we've besmirched the reputation of law enforcement. We used to look up to them and hold them in high esteem. Uh, now we're we're hearing about how awful they are and how evil they are and defund the police and blah blah blah, uh, and then we're you know at the tip of a, you know just at the drop of a hat we're willing to prosecute uh, today for cases that normally would never have been prosecuted in the past. That's I'm not saying true. that they're always wrong, but they're frequently wrong. And who wants to have that job then? Right. Uh, I mean, it's a dangerous job. And to not have, like, the respect of the public, which that used to be something that would attract people to that job, that's going to make it harder to find good people to fill those positions, and that's going to, you know, exacerbate the problem to begin with. You don't have good people seeking out those jobs. So, yeah, I went from being one of the lone people on the right that criticized the cops, you know, pointed out that there are problems with the police and abuses of civil rights, and now I'm, like gone to where I'm defending them like hey we do need good police officers canceling that cop sh- show was a really dumb move you know all these things that uh, were done in the wake of the George Floyd thing that will only make it worse to have you know good police officers out there and making our communities safer yeah, yeah, your burglar alarm goes off and the police show up and they go inside and clear the house and you, you know, somebody calls and said they've been sexually assaulted, or their purse has been stolen, or their store has been robbed. These people show up, and they, you know, they're risking their lives. Uh, clearing a house is a dangerous task. They'll do it. Uh, the alarm is going off at the bank. They'll show up. And at the same time, we're 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 talking about how awful they are. It's like, oh, wait a minute, this is a mistake. We're going down the well, wrong road. Yeah, there's road. a huge brawl at a gas station. You know, they go and break it up. There could be guns. Yep. They're the ones that go in and prevent you know people hopefully from being killed. And yeah, it is a job that it should not be a thankless job. We should be thanking them. Yep. All right, let me go on to Gavin Newsom and his wife, actually, uh, more in particular. This is a strange one. No kidding. So Jennifer Newsom, who knew that this guy's wife is named Jennifer, she is testifying against Harvey Weinstein, saying that he raped and sexually assaulted her back in 2005. 
But right, it turns out that the jury will be hearing. Now, he's already doing 23 years for his convictions that he received in New York. But now California wants their bite of the apple. And so there he's being tried there. And they're going to hear that two years after uh, he supposedly raped and sexually assaulted her in a hotel room he lured her to when she was an actress before she was with Gavin Newsom. Uh Two years later, she emails Harvey for advice on how to handle her then-boyfriend, Gavin Newsom, sex scandal over having an affair with the wife of one of his eight. <laughs> so the defense is going to get to introduce this to show that it was like a consensual relationship between Jennifer Newsom and Harvey Weinstein. But uh, they're not going to get to hear the details of Gavin's affair with his AIDS wife or any of that. But I so. want to hear that part. I know. That part's kind of interesting, isn't it? I yeah. just kind of want to look up, like, what exactly happened to lead to him to be no longer married to Kim Guilfoyle, which is just blows your mind that he, when he was <laughs> the mayor there, he was married to Kim Guilfoyle uh, when he was mayor of San Francisco. Yeah, and, she's now... Uh, now, she didn't marry she's uh, now, She's Trump's. now, like, with, for years now with Donald Trump Jr., Politics, so, they say, makes strange bedfellows, and it sure does. does. But I think it's appropriate for this evidence to come in to show, like, how she saw this encounter as maybe being consensual or judged by different standards or whatever. If you're emailing him for advice two years after you're supposedly raped and sexually assaulted by him. And I don't think that it precludes the possibility that she was raped and sexually assaulted. It's just something that could raise a question in a juror's mind about that. So, well, well we'll see little, how that is. I, I think it's a pretty strong defense because I'm going to find it hard to believe that she just, you know, forgave him for what is perhaps one of the more heinous crimes that you can commit. And against her yeah. personally, I, I, I don't think I buy that. I mean, I think... I think it's disgusting what he was doing, luring these women in and using his power. And But it does raise the question of consent and did you know what you're getting yourself into? And if you continue talking to him or whatever, and you can, then you must not have thought that what he did was all that wrong back then. And now under this new Me Too lens, you're saying it is. But did you back at that time? And if you didn't, then how could he have? That's the, that's yeah. the reason it would be admissible in my mind. But I wonder at what point are people going to start pointing out that these prosecutors are spending all kinds of taxpayer money on redundant prosecutions of people. This guy's already serving 23 years in prison in New York. But now the L.A. prosecutors want that feather in their cap and they want to have a famous case of their own. So they're going to an extremely large expense to have this trial of Harvey Weinstein for stuff that happened. 20 years ago, in some cases, uh, in their community. It's, well, maybe it's, it's because... more for their own personal careers than it is for public safety. Well, maybe it's, it's because like, the women who were assaulted want justice. Maybe, but maybe it's... Like, with the Almar Arbery defendants, they all got tried both at the state and the federal level for the same thing. It's, I feel like a lot of it is, like, prosecutors want to be able to say, yeah, I prosecuted so-and-so, and just have that as, like something in their bio that they get to mention. 
No, I, I don't think they would do a sex. thing like that. No. Oh, they do it constantly. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> I run around in these legal circles. Yes, yeah. I am yes, kidding you. Okay. You right. get the sarcasm. Uh, yeah, apparently not. Uh, all right, Saudi Arabia and uh, imprisoning people for tweeting. We'll, we'll do that next with Jennifer Bukowski on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, your dishwasher. We've talked about dishwashers in the past and, and how they don't really do the job they should. Uh, Reason Magazine has a piece how the federal energy regulations are making dishwashers worse. I know this because I just spent like a grand on a dishwasher that will take three hours to clean my dishes. But in the meantime... Jennifer Bukowski on board, and uh, Saudi Arabia sentencing U.S. citizens to 16 years in prison for tweeting? What could they possibly have said? Gary, this is just shocking to me, even if it's coming out of Saudi Barbaria. A United States citizen, 72-year-old man who lives in Florida, sent 14 tweets over a seven-year period while he was in the United States. He gets to Ridya to visit family members. He gets arrested at the airport, tortured, beaten, and on October 3rd, he was sentenced to 16 years in prison. He also received a 16-year travel ban on top of that. If he serves his whole sentence, he will leave prison at age 87, and he would have to be live up to 104 years old before he could return to the United States. This is just barbaric and more out of this just cruel, cruel kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And well, it's, I mean, he was in the United States when he tweeted mildly critis, critical things about the regime and how they're corrupt and how what they did to Khashoggi. And this is their reaction. Like, how are we tolerating this than doing this to United States citizens? Well, I, I'm sure the administration is going to work. Hard. Oh, to... oh, they've been real competent and not the Biden administration has dropped the ball on this one, Gary. The State Department was notified when his court date was on October 3rd. They didn't notify the local embassy and no one showed up from our government at this guy's sentencing. Well, that'll sh that'll learn him. Boy, that, that'll fix him. Disgraceful. Like you have. <laughs> This is an important thing. This is a United States citizen that's facing this completely unjust treatment. You think that they would make sure that they were doing their jobs over at that embassy and show up when he has court. Because they need to be there to be able to see if, like, whatever happens to him falls, meets any of these categories. One, they have to meet a couple of things to be uh, considered wrongfully detained. And that's the designation that you need to get, like, Brittany Griner has gotten in order for you to be considered for like prisoner swaps or for our diplomats to try to work to get you out of prison. Well, if your government fails to show up at your court date to even uh, get this information to see if you can get that designation. After you've been in, he got arrested a year ago and he's gotten beaten up and all this stuff. And he's, he's being held with actual terrorists in just uh, an abysmal prison for tweeting well, uh, over the course of seven years, 14 critical things. I can never show up in Saudi Barbaria. I can tell you that because I have made no secret about the fact that I am over it with these countries, especially Saudi Arabia, 
or these other ones where they have gender apartheid, women are like subjugated and oppressed in some cases like Saudi Arabia are basically owned by a man and you're a slave. And why we are having relations with countries to treat half their citizens like that is beyond the pale. And you can't just say, oh, that's their religion, that's their culture. That's not an excuse for your behavior and your inhumanity towards your fellow citizens. Well, that's all right. I think Biden has pretty much fixed that relationship. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and, and really by the way, I think I think it. he did send he did send some people over there, but uh, the battery died on their car. Uh, they <laughs> couldn't find a charging station. So you think we should cut ties completely with Saudi Arabia because they're cruel? No, but I do think that we should uh, be working with our soft powers to get these places to change their behaviors. And I think that free people in the West should care about this and use our freedom of speech, which this guy had, a United States citizen, to call it out when we see it. Because, you know, those people over there, they get shot or killed or taken to prison and never seen again. There's that even prison in Iran where they have like 30,000 political prisoners was on fire over the weekend. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, um, you get whipped off of prison if you criticize governments in some places. We have the luxury of being able to criticize but all we do is nitpick about bathrooms and everything else over here. Meanwhile, there's people with real struggles that we're not really um, speaking out in support of. I'm not saying let's go invade any country or or not have relations with them entirely, but we should be calling this out. The people of Iran, if they went back to being what they were in 1979, that would be one less major enemy on the board to worry about. And another ally, if they had like a democracy over there to have besides Israel. Well, the Shah was no saint. The Shah was no saint. And we really did uh, wreak havoc on Iran. Uh, We overthrew uh, a duly elected... Huh? Yeah, in 1925, we with the UK like supplanted their... They did, like, their people did rise up for freedom, and then we swapped out those people that won their freedom and in 1925 for oil we've put some shaw in or something to replace 1951 uh and you know and 25 but yeah yeah so we've we've really kind of made a mess of things there brian am i up against the clock here where are we at for time no we're fine we're good okay uh let's see what jim has to say on saudi arabia jim welcome glad to have you on the gary nolan show thank you very much good morning to you I just like to add one thing to your conversation about Iran, about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Khashoggi was not an American citizen like everybody's trying to make him out to be. You got any other questions? Thank you much. That that wasn't a question that we asked. I thought we all knew that he was not a citizen. He just wrote for the Washington Post. Uh, all right, uh, we're fast running out of time. Fast uh, Facebook uses uh threatened to kill black what is this facebook <laughs> there's users another race hoax they look to see who is this facebook user that is posting that he's going to kill people at the state fair black people at the state fair and putting white power messages out and everything else police find out who it is it's a very dark skinned 18 year old uh black male <laughs> so i don't know what the psychology is where so many of these things turn out to be hoaxes uh, it, well, because it, we have it's a victim, a very interesting matter of psychology to me. 
we have a kind of a victim mentality in this country. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. So everybody wants to be a victim, and uh, apparently this uh, this racist uh, uh, environment isn't as racist as they'd like you to believe. So out of desperation, they create their own. And I can think of at least five or six stories. Oh, uh, easily, yeah. yeah. Every time, every time. And then the last topic I didn't get to is like this most, the biggest K-pop band in the world, like one of the most popular bands in the world is out of South Korea, BTS. Uh, they are going to go ahead and do their mandatory military service. They got a deferral until age 30. So the oldest member is going to go in. And I wonder if we should have mandatory military service. Maybe we should talk about that no. another time. No. No, we should not well, have mandatory military. For it, Gary. I mean, it can it can really bring people together. I guess to see that we're all Americans, we're all working together, and you know, you could be with a mega super rock star along with the farmer's kid, along with a kid from you know North Dakota and a kid from an urban city, all working together and serving their country together for a stint of nine months or twelve months or whatever. I don't know. Absolutely not. You have the only people I want. The only people I want serving are people who volunteer, who love this country and want to protect it and want to protect each other. I don't want anybody being forced to go. That's tantamount to slavery, Uh, and and we ended that with Vietnam. We should never do it again. Conscription. That's the thing that uh, Putin does. Well, they're uh, going to have some problems. Being, they're having recruitment problems, too, in the military. Have you heard well, this? There wouldn't be any recruitment problems if we use the military to defend the United States instead of the rest of the world. Yeah, you got that right. And we'd need fewer recruits. Uh, it takes a lot of brave men and women to be sent all over the world to protect all kinds of third world countries. Uh, than it much more than it would take to just defend the United States. Jennifer, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for filling in for me. I really do appreciate it. Anytime. I really enjoyed it. Thanks okay, for having well, me back tomorrow, next week. Tomorrow, what are you doing at 9? Uh, can you stop by? No, never mind. I'll do the show. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Gary. Bye. All right, take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jennifer Bukowski. Brian, uh, Thursday morning, Dave Rowland and Jim Babka debating foreign policy yeah it was a good time did you not listen that is the clash of the titans it, 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 they can get this at uh, 939theeagle.com right yes go back, go back to thursday the... morning uh-huh second half hour of the program jim babka is one of the brightest out-of-the-box thinkers i know and a, a good conservative libertarian and dave roland is brilliant uh, it, and much in the same respects, uh, out of the box thinking, uh, libertarian, two heavyweight intellectuals go this, at it full bore. Yeah, it was good stuff. I, uh, I I would encourage you to go back. In fact, I'm almost tempted. Maybe we can tomorrow take parts of that and play it because it it it, it these are this is clash of the titans stuff, uh, and it was dealing with foreign policy and Putin. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I wasn't uh, able to listen to it live. We I, do have a fine for that, you know. That's uh, yeah, even you extended already, to you. But you already owe me so many <laughs> thousands. All right.
your dishwashers. Why don't they work? <laughs> you know why, but we'll share it with you next. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 11.35. Glad to have you with us. Um, before I get into this dishwasher thing, that's because it's the government. They're just, they screw up everything. Just leave us alone. Uh, libertarian uh, candidate for governor in Georgia. Uh, he got to be on the debate stage um, because they had their, their, their big debate yesterday. Um, his name is Shane Hazel. Listen to what this guy says about gun laws. Because this is what liberty... I'm telling you, Democrats who are socially uh, uh, liberal should be voting for Democrats if they're fiscally conservative. Or should be voting for libertarians. And Republicans who are fiscally conservative and socially tolerant should be voting for libertarians. And we do draw from both parties. Everybody thinks we draw from Republicans, but we don't. We draw from both parties. But listen to this guy's response. When talking about guns. You keep going back to guns, Stacey, and I think it's going to be your undoing here in Georgia. Georgia, we're going to have less and less gun laws, whether it's under Republicans or Libertarians. Libertarians don't believe in any gun laws. We believe that you know how to best protect you and your property. And the biggest mass murderer in history is government. It's not private citizens. Most private citizens, like I said before, go throughout their day without doing any harm to anybody. However, the people in the government with all of the guns still go after people with a badge when they shouldn't have to good answer i just like that uh, the biggest mass murderer is the government they do they they got all these laws and and rules and regulations it's hard to be free anyway uh i'm gonna move on because uh this story uh it, this bothers me i uh, I, I told you as we opened the program this morning that coming to work was just, it's a break for me. We moved and there was a lot of hard work, uh, physical labor. Uh, I was just exhausted. I couldn't wait to get to work uh, because this is not as taxing as uh, moving major appliances. In the meantime, one of the things that we have to do at the new house is replace the dishwasher. And so we went out and bought uh, a KitchenAid. Uh, uh, it's a really quiet dishwasher. We bought one for the other uh, for the condo that we just left, and we wanted a new one uh, for the new place. And this dishwasher, which does a very good job and is incredibly quiet, I think it's like forty six decibels so somewhere down there. It's it's you you almost don't know it's running. You have to check it to make sure it's running. But the damn thing runs for three hours. Three hours. That's a long time to do dishes. Why does it take so long? Reason Magazine, the Trump administration briefly liberalized dishwasher standards. But the Biden administration quickly reimposed the old ones. Dish soap maker Procter & Gamble has an odd new ad campaign urging folks to do it every night by loading their dishwasher instead of wasting time and water on hand washing. Not washing your hands, hand washing your dishes. Persuading people to put crusty dishes in a machine that will clean them seems like it shouldn't require sexual innuendos crafted by Madison Avenue, yet 
survey data show that nearly one in five Americans who owns a dishwasher don't use it. U.S. Energy Information Administration periodically asks Americans, like it's some of their, like, how is this any business of the government? Uh, but they ask about their energy use. In their 2001 survey, 16% of respondents said they use their dishwashers less than once a week. That went up to 18% by 2009. It was about 20% in the last two surveys conducted in 2015 and 2020. The increase in unused dishwashers is correlated with federal, federal energy efficiency standards that have made newer models less effective. In the last 20 years, the Department of Energy has twice tightened these standards, which limit the amount of water and electricity that dishwashers use. Manufacturers have met those standards by building machines that recirculate less water over longer wash cycles. The data compiled by D.C.'s Competitive Enterprise Institute shows that average cycle times rose from just over an hour when the first standards were adopted in 1987 to nearly two and a half hours as of 2018. In complaints com uh, that were collected by CEI, consumers said the longest cycle times led them to start hand-washing dishes. The regression in dishwasher use is a great lesson in unintended consequences. As Procter & Gamble points out in its Do It ad, hand-washing dishes uses far more water than machine washing. Environmental standards that discourage the use of machines undermine the target goals of the rules. President Trump understood that. Even if his exact figures were a little off, the dishwashers, they had a little problem, he said, during his 2020 campaign. They don't give enough water, so people would run them ten times so they could end up using more water, and the thing is no damn good. The Trump administration liberalized dishwasher standards, but then Biden shows up, and he reimposes the old rules. See, in the marketplace, again, shouldn't be subjected to the vicissitudes of who's in office. The marketplace should be free. I mean, you, you plan on building something uh, th that fits the, for instance, Trump model, the free market model. It uses more water, more electricity, does a better job and does it more quickly. And then two years later... The Democrats come in office, and you've got to scrap those plans and go build another type of dishwasher. This is the problem with big government. The Trump administration uh, liberalized those rules. Millions of Americans will now spill needless gallons of water down the drain by cleaning their dishes in the sink, while a machine that could have done the work for them sits sadly handicapped and idle. So if you've got a dishwasher and it's not cleaning or it's taking forever, you can blame the Democrats because they're the ones. Hey, and by the way, Brian, have you seen this new thing where young kids are going into grocery stores and pouring milk out? 
I did see the videos. I didn't know. Is the, is that PETA or another vegan That's group or something? That's a global warming thing, I think. global and, warming, okay. And then they threw cans of tomatoes. Yes, I saw the videos, but I was like, yeah, more nutbags on TV. I don't need to even know. Where are these kids getting this misinformation? They, they literally think, a la Greta Thunberg, that the world is coming to an end if we don't stop using carbon fuels. They think their lives are going to be curtailed by what they believe is man-made global warming. They've been brainwashed. Yep. Hey, back to the dishwashers. Just a couple questions for you on your dishwasher. You said, how long does it take? About three hours. Three? Wow. Now, you have a quick cycle on there, too, don't you? I don't know. I want my dishes clean, so I... I understand, but I mean, do you rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? Or do you just put them in there and let the dish? It depends. Uh, if the dishes uh, got something that I think a dishwasher might struggle with, I might give it an edge and right. Yeah, I but mean, normally I just throw things in there and let it go. Yeah, but I mean, when you do your toilet seat, for example, um, you do the high heat with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you got to explain to people what that's all about a couple weeks ago maybe it was a month ago or so we were questioning people (laughs) about if you arrived at someone's house (laughs) after you were invited for dinner and you noticed that they were emptying their dishwasher and there was a toilet seat in it would you continue to stay (laughs) for dinner (laughs) but that aside the quick wash seems to work pretty good it only takes an hour if you rinse your dishes, the uh, full cycle heats things up a lot hotter and sanitizes, and that is what I was getting at with your Which, of course, <laughs> uses more energy. Yes. But, I mean, the quick wash does a pretty good job. And, I mean, we seem to be pretty happy every time the dishes come out. Occasionally, it's like, uh, yeah, that one's going back. But, you know, the, it sanitizes more with the heavy heavy wash than it does with a quick cycle. But just give it a shot. Maybe it uh, will solve your problem. I don't have a problem. I just let it run forever. Yeah, I know. But, hey. I set it in the morning, and then I go to the station, and when I come home, it's done. It's done, yeah. Just barely. I mean, the dishes are still warm, but they're done. Yep. That's just, it's just ridiculous. It is. I don't know why it takes so long. I because guess they, there's the cycle where it fills the dishwasher, then it starts spinning and splashing around, does what it does, and then rinses all that off, and then there's the dry cycle. And it runs, it runs less water, so it has to run the water for a longer period of time. Right, uh, and and that all you know gets them the seal of approval of the government instead of the marketplace. <laughs> Well, they have to have the seal of approval from the government. Why? You don't think you... you, Why? Because somebody might go out and buy their own? No, because you're You're too too stupid. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I I brought this up about three years ago on the program. And we've got a listener who uh, works on commercial appliances. In fact, he does... uh, Did. I don't know if he still does, but he was working at CC's doing... That was one of his clients. And uh, I thought about getting a commercial dishwasher in my next house. 220 those, line? Yeah, those things are like $2,000 or better. 
Yeah, but they do the dishes in about 10 minutes. I know. And that's got to be... And that's not approved by the government either for home use. Well, they, they, they don't prevent you from doing that. Well, not yet, but I'm going to give them a call. Oh, thanks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see, dishwashers. Uh, there's a caller on the right topic. Roger, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, glad to be here. Uh, I'll give you a hint, Gary. Use the short cycle, but before you put, put, hit the on switch or start switch, run, run the now. Water, hot water in your sink. I do so that. So that the dish, dishwasher starts out with hot water. Okay. I do that. Because we always use the short cycle in uh, our Bosch dishwasher, and it does a great job. Yeah, Bosch is good. Uh, KitchenAid is good. They're all probably uh, reasonably good. It's just that because of these government regulations, uh, they take so long that people are washing their dishes and wasting more water than if they just ran the dishwasher uh, and and the government is thwarting itself. Roger, I got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Back to wrap it up on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.53. Glenn Beck is uh, waiting in the background here. Sean Hannity is coming up. Uh, we got all the talkers right here. Uh, and and uh, we're grateful to have you with us as well. Uh, I talked earlier about this when Jennifer Bukowski was on. I was going to use it as a separate topic, and I'm going to go back and hit it now. But apparently... There was uh, a guy in, in Texas who was a roofer and is a roofer and is a very good roofer, uh, well-respected, highly rated, um, decided when he saw what happened with the hurricane in Florida that he would go down there because, boy, what a marketplace. All that damage, having somebody who knows what they're doing show up and 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 uh you know help ameliorate the uh, the strain on uh, on the marketplace well you'd think that would be a good idea but no they arrested him because he didn't have a business license what you and, and literally took this guy away in cuffs it's insane yeah didn't have permission to put a roof on a house how that's the government's job, I don't know. But apparently, the government has all kinds of rules and regulations, federal, state, and local, that inhibit the marketplace. This is part of the reason that we're increasingly suffering these uh, breakdowns when it comes to getting products to market. It's government regulations. They're, they're ceaseless. Reason Magazine has a thing they call Crime Squad. Uh, it's a, a, a video, and you can, you can actually hear this. Uh, and it highlights really stupid laws that the government has. You have no idea how many laws you break without even realizing it. Uh, because there are so many of them, you can't keep track. Raining. Go. It's a federal crime to attempt to change the weather without first informing the Secretary of Commerce. Yeah! I'm back! Yay, Dad! How was North Carolina? It was great! 
I brought you some peanuts. Get him. What the fuck? It's a federal crime to leave the Carolinas with raw peanuts and shells. Yeah. I'm back again. Yay, Dad! How was Rikers Island? Terrible, but I brought you some peanuts. From New York. Get him. Not again. It's a federal crime to leave New York with a used burlap bag. I mean, these are really, really stupid laws that are on the books. All these regulations, <clears throat> and they're all designed to make life better for you. And they're not. They're not making life better for you. They just keep interfering with the marketplace, taking away your choices. All right, uh, finally, uh, on this, uh, this uh, cheerful uh, note, uh, as predicted... Uh, and, and I was, I'm telling you, I don't know of anybody that was out there earlier than me recognizing that the Republicans were not going to lose the Senate and that they were going to have a, a good run in, in the House of Representatives. Now everybody seems to be coming on board. But I knew the Democrats had peaked too early. And I didn't, uh, and I also knew that the whole abortion issue was not going to, to carry the day for the Democrats. And I even told you why. Because in blue states, it makes absolutely no difference. And in most states, even if they do restrict abortion, uh, they don't, uh, you know, the, most states, as far as I know, all of them will give you uh, life of the mother, rape and incest. And if that's not enough, everybody realizes that they could go to the next state over if that's what they choose to do. So it was not going to have the impact. And they peaked too early. Wall Street Journal opinion piece, the Republican Party is on the cup, uh, cusp of a substantial midterm election victory that could rival their wins in 94 and 2010. There's been a three-point swing in Republican uh, to Republican in generic ballot polling in just the last month, according to Real Clear Politics. Democrats led by as much as 1.3 in September. As of Monday, Republicans were up 1.8. A late September ABC News Washington Post poll found the Republican advantage concentrated where it's needed most. The GOP had a five-point lead among likely voters nationwide, 21-point margin in competitive congressional districts. Other battleground districts from CBS News, Economist, YouGov, CNN show the Republicans with a much narrower lead but a consistent one. If you're a Republican, that's good news. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby, honey, I'm coming home.